Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. celebrate the true meaning of Christmas, Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, Just a couple things. I wanted to welcome you, but then also, if there's something you need prayer for today, um, fill this card out and give it to us after service. Um, This service is going to be maybe a little different than what you're used to. Um, uh, Jacob is usually uh, shredding on the drums and making a bunch of racket. Over there, now we've made him a little racket area over here. Um, 
And uh, how, about, how about this worship team up here? Why don't you give a hand for them? Yeah. Good job, guys. Up. So fill this out. Um, enjoy worship. Sing with us. Don't just be... The, church is uh, not a spectator sport. It's a, it's a participation sport. So, so we want you to participate. We want you to sing. If you've got kids in here, let them scream. Let them run around. It's, it's that time. I'm kidding. Don't you do that. I'm watching you. Yeah, uh-huh. You give him too much leeway, he's gone. But anyway, have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. Worship as we sing. Worship as, as we present the word. And uh, we're going to have a great time. Amen? Tell the person next to you hello, and then we're going to jump into another song.
scriptures tonight is found in Isaiah 9, 2-7. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you, as people rejoiced at the harvest. And like warriors dividing the plunder, for you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. The boots of the warriors and the uniforms bloodstained by war will all be burned. They will be fuel for the fire for a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David, for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Oh 
down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me I pray bless all the dear children in thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live with thee shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angels reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the messenger, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you, will, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. <clears throat> Suddenly, the angel was joined by vast hope of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angels had said to them about the child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angels had told them. 
man. They look good too, don't they? Yeah. Well, some of them. We'll pray about it. So I'm not going to keep you for 45 minutes, um, and which actually kind of makes uh, the Christmas Eve sermon like the hardest sermon of the year. Uh, and so the reason you don't see a podium up here is because you know, what do I say to you? I've preached, I preach 52 times a year, uh, 50, somewhere between 45 and 50 times a year. And you know what the hardest thing about a Christmas Eve message is? I'm afraid you've heard it. I'm afraid you've heard it. Now, some of you might be like, oh, that's, you know, that's funny, Pastor. You know, you're a funny guy. Um, But honestly, when you've heard something a million times, do you really pay attention to it? Well, wives, ask your husband. Husbands, ask your wives. Moms, ask your kids. Dads, ask your kids. How many times you got to tell them? And then, and then 
I've had my wife tell me on multiple occasions, I've told you this like seven times now. And I'm like, I know. I hear it all the time. I hear it every, every day you say this. And so eventually I just tune it out. Right? Oh, y'all don't do that? That's fine. Man, y'all, I tell that joke a lot. You know, I say that a lot. Y'all laugh each time because it's true. Uh, we, we come here and we, you know, <laughs> Christmas Eve service, pat myself on the back. I'm a good Christian this year. Um, but my fear is that you come here tonight and then you leave and, and this blows completely over your head or you've tuned this out because, oh, I've heard this before. And it loses its impact on you. And honestly, when, when, you, when you speak a lot to groups of people, um, you wonder, you know, are you being too repetitious? And so as I looked back over the years that I've spent speaking at Christmas and Christmas Eve services, I boiled all of those messages down to three things, three don'ts. The first, this don't be like the innkeeper. Joseph and Mary show up to Bethlehem, and they go to find a place to stay, and the Bible tells us there was no room for them. Now, part of that, the innkeeper gets a bad rap, but the fact was there was a census going on. Um, and so the town was crowded with new people, and, and, and it was busy, and it was hectic, and, and this time of the year can be like that. Am I right? I haven't... The, Today has been a complete blur for me. It's been so busy. And amongst that busyness, I'm, I'm fearful that I may become the innkeeper and that I may turn away Jesus in lieu of everything else that's going on. So don't be the innkeeper. The other thing is, don't make Christmas one day a year. Like, we become very kind one time a year, we become very generous one time a year. Uh, we become so loving and, and we reach out to people one time a year. You know that one, you send Christmas cards out, you've got the database in your computer, you print it out, you send it. But it's just this time of the year. Now it's, it's impossible to keep track of everybody. But listen, Christmas and what Christmas is about should not be one day. It should be every day. Celebrating Jesus, celebrating who he was, who he is, and who is to come, that should be every day. So, so don't make Christmas one day. Tomorrow, we celebrate Christmas. You should celebrate it on the 26th, 27th, and on into the 2020. Every day. And, I, and let me just step a little farther into that and say that People notice what you prioritize, okay? And so they will also, by default, notice what you neglect. So in your lives, take very clear stock tonight because um, it's very easy at Christmas time um, to prioritize many other things except Jesus. And so my, my concern for you tonight is that you would place priority on Jesus because people will see that. People will see that. People will see that, you know what, they didn't do this, that, and the other because they needed to spend time with their families and surrounded at church and with Jesus this time of the year. 
And the last thing is that don't let your Christmas light go out. We're about to light candles here in a second. Everybody got your candle? Wave your candle in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I have another prayer, and that's that we don't burn down the building tonight. That, that is my other prayer. I, I wasn't going to say that, but I, um, so just p- please be careful. Now, um, we're about to light each other's candles here in a minute, and we can very easily throughout the year not let our lights light anybody else. We spend a lot of time this year saying, you know, Jesus is the reason for the season. We'll say it at the grocery store, you know, thinking that this is, and and people do it all week long for Christmas. But in the summer, when you prioritize everything else and, and, and church becomes a back burner and so does Jesus, or if Monday through Friday Jesus is back burner for you and you're not spreading your light throughout the year, I've preached on all these things. I've preached on don't be the innkeeper. I've preached on don't let Christmas just be one day. It should be more than that. And I've also preached that evangelism and telling the world about what happened is why you're sitting in this pew today. Somebody told you about Jesus. Think about that for two seconds. Someone in your life took the time to not only introduce you to Jesus, but maybe invite you to church, to share the gospel with you. I remember those people in my life. Now, some of us may have grown up in church, and you've heard all this so much that you're now numb to it. But let me be very clear. The depths at which Jesus reached down to grab us and pull us up to him should never be forgotten. We're so focused on uh, his birth and the miraculousness of it. And yes, and amen, praise God that he keeps his promises and he's a God that does not lie. Praise God for all of that. Praise God for a baby in a manger. But that baby grew to be a man that died on the cross for us, right? Um, And look, you've heard this in church. You know this, and you're like, oh, the preacher's probably going to talk about the sacrifice Jesus made and that he left his throne and he came in the form of a baby and he died for me. Yes, he did. And I will say it over and over and over and again, and maybe we should praise God for that monotony. Because And look, I stay very informed on people's ups and downs via a very credible source, my Facebook feed. Scroll through Facebook. I can see when people are having a hard time. Some people air out more laundry than necessary. Right? Um, Now... People go through that, and you've been through that. These ebbs and flows, hard times, good times. And look, those things are always there. And look, 
If you pursue Christ and you decide today that Jesus is something that's cool enough or serious enough or you believe in him enough that he's worthy and and you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you to that, let me tell you something. Your life will continue to ebb and flow. But what we celebrate tonight and what we celebrate in the coming of Jesus is not a removal of life's storms but a shelter in time of storms. It's not that that I am unaffected by the, the waves of this world and the waves of life where things are good and things are bad and things are hurtful and things are joyful, but all of a sudden, when Jesus came, he provided for you and I a shelter to run into, and that is steady and consistent. No matter how unsteady life is, you can leave through these double doors, whichever ones you came in, and I can tell you for certain a couple things. One, my dad told me I, could, I should go into two different businesses, one of two. He said I should go into taxes. He said I should be an accountant because people are always going to pay taxes. He said, or you should um, become a, uh, a mortician um, because... People are always going to die. Uh, job security, right? So there, there are a couple things I know for sure when I leave this building. Is, and that are constant. One, the, the, one of those constants is that life is inconsistent. People are inconsistent. Jobs, money is inconsistent. Our friends and our families are inconsistent. Listen, there's a lot of inconsistency outside this place. The the other thing, the second thing, the important thing I need you to hear tonight, and I'm closing with this, is that Jesus is the consistent source of hope, peace for you today. That no matter the waves, he is consistent. No matter the storms, he is a shelter to wait it out in. No matter what you face throughout 2020 or in this Christmas season or at this dinner table tomorrow, he is steady and he is faithful and he is good and those things will never change. So nine times out of ten, you come back to Christmas Eve next year, you're going to hear this same thing. And I praise God for that because he never changes. He never changes. No matter how often I've changed, no matter how often I've flexed and failed, he's constant in his love for me. He's constant in his pursuit of me. And I love him. That little baby in a manger changed my life for eternity. Not just for while I'm here on earth, but for all eternity long. I'm going to have my candle lighters come forward, and uh, this is the way this is going to work, okay? So they're going to walk down these aisles here, and they're going to light the person on the end, It is your job to light the person next to you, carefully. I am not trying to catch anyone on fire. Now, this is more than just an exercise of getting all the candles lit. This is an exercise, it is symbolic, that we should be passing on our light to someone else in 2020. 
If you are not actively lighting someone's light in 2020, you're, you're just failing as a Christian. I'll tell you. I'll, I'm just going to be completely honest. If you are not reaching out and lighting others, that's what this symbolizes. So as you pass that light one to the next tonight, let it sink in that the light that is inside you, this, this Jesus light, is something that should be contagious and passed on. So you guys can go ahead and start lighting those candles. These guys are going to start to play, and then we're going to stand and worship together one more time. As the last of you are getting their candles lit and the lights drop a little bit, would you just stand to your feet and in worship from your heart, not just out of repetition or numbingness to the season, would you sing this Christmas carol with us?
Our hope for you from Transformation Church, our leadership, our family, my wife and I and Macy and McKinley to you is that this Christmas would represent a time where you remember making a new commitment for the Lord. Whether you've been a Christian for 80 years or just a brand new Christian today, our heart and hope for you is that you would find peace, hope, and joy in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm going to pray for you. We're going to blow out these candles, and then we're going to sing one more song. Is that okay? All right. Father, thank you for those who have come out tonight to celebrate your birth your first arrival, and God, tonight I, we celebrate that you are coming again, that you are coming back to receive your people unto yourself, that this life we see today is not all there is, but there is something beyond this earth. And it's because of the birth of your son Jesus, Father, that you made a way, you made a way for us 
to be redeemed to you, reconciled back to you. And that is what we celebrate today. Tomorrow, as we open gifts and spend time with family, Father, stir our hearts for more of your presence, even around the Christmas tree and our times with each other. Father, we give you all the praise and glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. You can blow that candle out. Yeah, good job. We still have a church. All right, let's sing this little tune together as we get the lights turned back up. Would it be okay? I, I know you got, a, you got a candle in your hand. You can't clap, but you just got to make up for it for singing loud. Uh, we're going to end with something a little fun, so please, please, please feel free to sing along. We're doing it a little, little funky for you, okay? <laughs> Sunday. God bless you. Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.